Welcome to Profit First Nation, the official podcast for entrepreneurs who are operating their businesses in the zone of permanent profitability. I'm Mike Michalowicz, the author of Profit First, and now here's your Profit First Nation guide, Daniel Mulvey. Welcome to Profit First Nation, the podcast for the top 17% of entrepreneurs with cash in the bank to correlate to their profitability. Profit First Nation is the podcast for intelligent entrepreneurs who have taken ownership of their financials and leveraged Profit First as a cash management system to make their businesses permanently profitable. I am Danielle Mulvey, an expert at guiding entrepreneurs on owning their financials in as little as 11 minutes per day and doing Profit First right. If you are a fan of Profit First and its author, Mike Michalowicz, you have found your tribe. We are a nation of successful entrepreneurs driven to be permanently profitable with a grit and a growth mindset that lets no obstacle stand in our way in pursuit of the three Ps, passion, profit, and play. On Profit First Nation, we dive into advanced Profit First strategies, as well as share the honest and authentic ups and downs of being a business owner. Billy Ann Grigg is back. She is the chief profit first professional guide and just like the 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 ultimate guru of profit first. And um, since this is an episode ending in five, we have Billy Ann with us and we are going to dive into the more advanced profit first topic of drip accounts today, right, Billy Ann? Yeah, Danielle, I'm I'm excited to talk about drip accounts with you and excited to be back. Excellent. It seems, um, you know, I've been back on the road a bit and um, back speaking in front of large groups. Uh, the big events are coming back. And, uh, you know, I, a lot of seasonal businesses, a lot of businesses that could definitely use drip accounts has, has been coming up in these events. And so I would love to dive into that topic with you. Great. Why don't you take it away? Yeah, yeah. So drip accounts are really useful for, like you said, seasonal businesses. Um, also for businesses that take retainers. So, and it doesn't even have to be a big retainer. So um, thinking like for a professional services company, like accountants or bookkeepers, there might be a, a deposit that you have to take or a retainer um, before you start work. And that just kind of covers the first big chunk of work that you're going to be doing. You don't want to put that straight into your operating expense account because then it's just going to kind of fizzle away. Um, But you also don't even really want to allocate that along your profit first percentages first. So if you kind of think of it in terms of if you look at your balance sheet, you might find something on occasion called unearned revenue. And this is money that you have received or income that you've received, but you haven't yet earned it. So it's sitting there on your balance sheet as opposed to on your P&L. What the drip account does with profit first is it helps you manage the cash around that more effectively as opposed to just having it sit there. And then, you know, you have expenses that are going to be um, associated with that work. You want to make sure that you can cover those expenses and that you're actually recognizing that income as you earn it. And so let's let's stick on the because there's kind of two different strategies, but using that drip account, um, let's stay on the topic of the firms that take retainers up front and are going to leverage the DRIP account for their retainers. So when they receive that money, they're going to deposit it straight into the DRIP account. Is that correct? Correct. And then it just kind of sits there. Um, If you can get it in an interest-bearing account, that would be great. 
Uh, you can earn a few pennies on it, but it sits there until you earn the income. Now, how that income is earned, of course, depends on the, um, the structure around the engagement. So it can be on a set month basis. It could be as work is performed. But what happens is as you are actually earning that income, the money, the amount, the percentage or the portion that you are earning is transferred from the DRIP account into the income account. And at that point, it is allocated along your profit first percentages. And you would want to, you you can, you know, when you've earned that that percentage of income and you make that transfer into, from the DRIP account to the income account, you can do that at any time, but we still recommend that you wait until your designated allocation day to then make those allocations from the income account. You don't want to just transfer money from the DRIP account to the income account and do your allocations strictly based on that. You want to still follow that allocation rhythm, that schedule, those days that you've already set aside for allocations. Yes, absolutely. Because again, part of what we're doing with Profit First is we are getting a handle on the rhythms of our cash flow. So we don't want to mess that up by doing allocations off schedule. And, um, you know, the other thing is, is that, you know, when you when you look at how much you're going to transfer, you kind of need to create a plan for that drip account, you know, money coming in on a retainer basis and such. Time is money, right, Billy Ann? And so typically that money coming in on a retainer represents your time and, you know, completion of work. And so really watch yourself too on that time and remember Parkinson's law and that empty tube of toothpaste. You know, when we have a full tube of toothpaste, boy, we 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 stack that toothpaste on that toothbrush. But when we have an empty tube of toothpaste, we make it work. We can still squeeze out a little bit. So that Parkinson's law of time and effort being a function of each other, really watch just because you've gotten a retainer, make sure you're cognizant of doing the work as efficiently as possible because when you're more efficient with your time and money, you're more profitable. And then that allows you to, by doing, be more efficient with your time, allows you to take on more clients, take on more revenue opportunity, and you've got these higher margins when you're able to do something in two hours that you would have maybe taken four hours to do. Exactly. Let's now talk about the seasonal businesses and how drip accounts work with the seasonal businesses. Because in the seasonal businesses, when you use a drip account, you are actually allocating to that drip account with your allocations, right? Exactly. Yes. So when you're when you have a seasonal business, and here's a little secret, every business has some element of seasonality to it. There are very few businesses, maybe a subscription-based model business has a little bit less seasonality, but most businesses are going to respond to the calendar in some way, shape, or form, whether it's a retail business, um, construction, professional service, whatever it is. So what you want to do, um, first of all, is you want to figure out what your average income is and what your average expense need is. And then in those months when you have more cash coming in than what you normally would, you want to move that excess into your seasonal stability account or drip account, however you want to look at it. At that point, you're building this buffer of cash. So when you have a month where your income and your cash receipts drop below average, you can make up the difference from what is sitting in your seasonal stability account. Yeah, and uh, I do this with preschool clients because a lot of preschools, the enrollment drops during the summer. A lot of families take the summer off, et cetera. 
And so what we actually do is we figure a percentage that we allocate to the drip account because it's really just you know, a percentage of operating expense. Mm-hmm. So you can look at it two ways, like you described, Billy Ann. You're taking that that extra money that's in those accounts after you do that allocation and then sweeping it into your drip account. And then alternatively is figure out what that percentage is. That's a subset really of operating expenses that you allocate on your allocation days during the you know high season months into that drip account. And then you just have this money in this drip account But you want to be very frugal with it when it's time to tap into that drip account during that off-season period, right? Right. Yeah. Um, I've worked with business owners who kind of make a game out of it, actually. They know that their money is sitting there in their drip account or seasonal stability, whatever they're calling it. And um, they're, they're starting to feel the pinch a little bit in their OPEX account. But rather than pulling the money out of their drip account and putting it through the allocations, they say, you know what? I just want to see what I can do. I want to see if I can kind of test the elasticity of my cash flow a little bit. And maybe there are some changes that I can make. Maybe there are things I'm paying for in my off season that I don't need to be paying for right now. So it almost becomes a game. um, And it's a little bit more fun to play that game when you know the cash is sitting there if you absolutely need it, as opposed to, oh my gosh, how am I going to make ends meet this month when I don't have the money that I need to pay all my expenses? Yeah, we... it's the game of spend versus save. And so, you know, we've talked about this on on many episodes, but, you know, if you understand the difference between spending and saving, you're good with money. You don't have to have an accounting degree. You don't have to know how to work QuickBooks. You just have to understand the difference between spending and saving. And ideally, you know, how much can you save? How much can you challenge yourself? How much can you make this fun and make a game out of it? Um, you know, I just, I love to challenge myself sometimes and, and say, okay, yeah, I have the money, like you're mentioning, Billy Ann, or, um, I, you know, I've got the credits, why don't I use that? Um, but it's, it is more fun to use your n- noggin a little bit and come up with some ideas. Like, for example, we needed some extra chairs in the office in our break room. And, you know, instead of buying them new, I actually went to a consignment store and I found some great chairs and they were 10 bucks each. Um, Couldn't beat that price anywhere, but we had the money to spend it, but I'd rather spend $10 instead of, you know, 20, 30, $40 on, on new chairs for the break room. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, um, it's fun to be creative Um, for some people more than others. But like I said, I've worked with several business owners who they kind of like seeing that money sitting there in their drip account and they don't want to tap into it, especially for a seasonal need. It's a little bit different when it's a retainer, but when it's a seasonal need, they just want to, to kind of play with it and see, okay, how almost like a limbo, how low can I go before I have to tap that seasonal stability account? Exactly. Um, any other tips and tricks with, with drip accounts or any other examples you want to share? Um, one more thing or one more way to think about the drip account, especially for seasonality, it becomes like a self-funded line of credit. And I, I believe we've talked about this on previous episodes with the vault, but you can do the same thing with your seasonal stability or your drip account to where it becomes um, like a line of credit where historically you might have gone to your bank whenever sales were low and said, hey, I need to activate my line of credit. And then you pay it back as your um as your sales increase again, this is a zero interest line of credit that you completely manage on your own, on your own time, your own terms. 
Uh, it just gives you that extra feeling of freedom and you're not at the whim of a bank who can say, mm, no, sorry, we're not going to renew your line of credit or we've reduced your line of credit because you haven't used it or any of the number of things that a bank can say when you go asking for money. Exactly. Yes. And are there any exciting things coming up in Profit First world or land? Oh, gosh, exciting things in Profit First land. You know, we're doing so much internally right now with our Profit First professionals, um, just growing that membership like crazy to help business owners have a, an easier time to find a Profit First certified accountant, bookkeeper, or business coach. And, you know, we do have um, Profit First professionals around the world. And I know we've gotten questions about, because um, we seem like we're, we are based in the United States, this podcast but we definitely are reaching all over the world. And so we do have certified Profit First professionals in Canada, Australia, the UK, Germany, um, the Netherlands, and, and growing. And so when if you are looking for an international-based Profit First professional, you can still go to our website, still go on to... Um, contact and you can click on there to connect with a profit first professional and then you will get paired with the closest most what makes sense international profit first professional either organization or individual um, who can serve your needs outside of the united states Right. Yeah. What we're realizing um, and learning more and more is, of course, every country has its nuances and its differences, but there are countries out there that are similar in, in tax structure and other things related to business, and they might not be geographically close to each other. So it's, it's getting a little bit interesting and even more global as we have more people around the globe reaching out to work with a Profit First professional to reach out then to our membership and say, we have a, a request from this country and then have a member come back and say, well, I'm not there, but our structure is very similar to that country's structure because I've worked with other businesses in that country before. So I'm, I'm not going to say it's 100% of the time we can match you, but 98% of the time we can match you to a Profit First professional, regardless of where you are in the world. That is awesome and amazing. And um, you know what? Why don't we just talk a little bit about, because uh, you know what's funny is I've, I've spoken to some people recently and they're such huge fans of Profit First. They're not accountants or bookkeepers. They're kind of like me, not an accountant or bookkeeper, but so passionate about Profit First. And they've asked me some questions and they're interested in possibly becoming a Profit First professional. Why don't we kind of spend a few minutes talking about the certification process and how someone could become a certified Profit First professional accountant, bookkeeper, or coach? Right. Okay. Yeah, we can definitely talk about that. Um, our certification process is a mixture of online education and guiding. So we have a, a personalized coach, um, we call them guides, that we will uh, match up any new member with to get through certification and beyond. So certification takes anywhere from three months to six months, um, just kind of depending on bandwidth and pace. Um, it's, as I said, it's a mixture of online learning, one-to-one -one calls with your guides. There are also some group trainings as well, um, a set of parameters that you have to fulfill. You do have to implement Profit First in your own business. That is one of our first requirements uh, for someone to become a Profit First professional is you have to walk the walk. Um, of course, I don't know why anybody wouldn't want to implement Profit First in their business. And um, yeah, so there, there's a certification exam. There's an annual recertification process as well because we want to make sure that all of our members are up to date, 
on their education and um, that they're also up to date on the, the teachings. Because even though Profit First itself is in a book, um, we learn things all the time from our members and from business owners that reach out to us that we then incorporate and pass on to our Profit First professionals to help them help businesses and business owners become even more successful and more profitable. And, you know, I think for anyone that is interested in becoming a certified Profit First professional, I mean, you will have found your tribe if you join Profit First Professionals because, you know, it's just amazing um, the group of people because not you you don't allow anyone and everyone to say, yeah, I want to be a Profit First Professional. I mean, there is a there is a vetting process. There is sort of an application process and such. But um, I can tell you that everyone I've ever met who's a certified Profit First Professional in our organization truly has the heart of a teacher, truly has just such a passion to serve and to help and to, you know, make things better for for business owners, um, often because of experiences that they've had themselves. And so uh, in addition to becoming certified, in addition to becoming a big nerd like me, Billy Ann, and the rest of the certified Profit First professionals on the topic of Profit First, you have a great, a tremendous community of like-minded individuals who are so passionate about serving other entrepreneurs. And you know what I love? I You know, I'm not a big Facebook person. But occasionally I do go on to the Profit First Professionals uh, private Facebook group and post a question or, you know, chime in on something. And it's just such a giving community of back and forth and and, and answering questions and, and helping people out. And I've just really haven't experienced this really true community feeling in, in other groups that I'm, I'm members of. Plus, bonus, 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 um, in terms of the community you also get to go to ProfitCon, which is Profit First's annual big profit celebration. And um, it is open only to Profit First professional accountants, bookkeepers, and coaches. So um, that is another reason. That is a fun two days of more education, more inspiration, more networking, um, and then you know, kind of getting together socially outside of the scheduled events as well. Yes. Yeah. All of that. Everything you just said, Danielle. And then, and then, and then, and then, um, you know, tremendous resources are also available to certified Profit First professionals and some really cool stuff uh, from a technology perspective. Yes. Yep. Some things I can't talk about just yet, but um, there, we've got some interesting things rolling down the pike and I'm just really excited about the direction that the organization is going. Um you know, my my passion has always been small business and specifically small business cash flow because I've seen small businesses fail from not having adequate cash flow. Um, so just knowing that our organization is growing and providing more tools and resources to those professionals who help small business owners, uh, it's just so fulfilling to see that happening. And I almost forgot to mention, I, and I can't believe this because uh, my guild was talking about it, but if you are a certified Profit First professional, you have the option to join different Profit First guilds within the Profit First Professionals community. There's guilds that um, are on um, e-commerce. And um, I actually host a guild on sprinting on your business. And so a group of Profit First Professionals and myself get together at 6 a.m. and do a 10-day sprint for two weeks. And then we take a week off and then do a five-day sprint at 6 a.m. And you know we spend that time working on our business. So it's just a really neat, 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 unique, unique community 
again, it just blows my mind every time we we get together and everyone's, you know, in the same location for an event and such, how much we are all really kind of cut from the from the same cloth and share the same really values and and such. So if you would like to become or interested in talking to someone about becoming a profit first professional, then please go to profitfirstnation.com and click on connect. And there you will have an option and a button to say, I'm interested in becoming a profit first professional. And if you have any questions, of course, you can email me as well. And my um, email is in that section of the website at profitfirstnation.com forward slash connect. And then one last thing, if you're interested in working with a profit first professional bookkeeper accountant or a coach with the, who has the heart of a teacher, then again, same place, same destination. When you go to ProfitFirstNation.com, click on connect, you can click on the button that says, match me with a Profit First Professional. Thank you so much, Billy Ann, for joining us for another episode. And cheers to another profitable day, my entrepreneurial friends. Profit First Nation website, related podcasts, and resources are provided for general information purposes only and do not constitute accounting, legal, tax, accounting, or other professional advice. Visitors should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. 